Welcome to the Propel Podcast. This week, we're taking a look at how cardio builds a healthy heart. Most people ask um, personal trainers like myself, what do I need to do to improve the strength of my heart? Maybe you've been told by a doctor that you are at risk for heart disease, or you just want to prevent what may be coming in the future. And it really begs the question, well, what is actually happening when you do cardio? Why is it making your heart stronger? And today we're going to quickly look at how the cardiovascular exercise that you perform is actually strengthening your heart and helping to prevent disease in the future. I want to give you a brief overview of how the heart works. Most of us have not visited this topic since we were in high school, so it begs a review. The heart pumps blood out to the body through your arteries, and then the blood is moving through your body and returning to your heart through your veins. And you have to remember that the heart is a muscle. So every time that you're sending blood out, that muscle is working. And that muscle can be strengthened or it can grow weaker. When we talk about why the blood's, why our blood is important to our body, we really have to think about well, what's in the blood. There are a lot of nutrients in the blood. Uh, the most um, necessary of which is oxygen. Our body is cycling our blood through our lungs via the pulmonary arteries, and it is filling the blood with oxygen. That oxygenated blood is then sent out to the body, and that's what's delivering the nutrients we need to continue to move. Uh, and then it's sending it back to the body through your veins. That heartbeat that's pushing that blood out is the contraction of your heart. Uh, that contraction is determined by your nervous system, which is the electrical uh, impulses through your body, as well as your endocrine system, which are your hormones. That's always changing because your body is constantly reviewing what it needs. There are times like when you are asleep where you're not using very much energy and that's where your body is telling your heart, don't pump as fast. So you, the contraction of your heart slow down. When you are expending more energy, as when you're walking or running, you are being forced to pump more and more as your body requires more and more oxygen and nutrients to keep going. So what are some risk factors with the heart? Many heart diseases are related to a process called atherosclerosis. And this is a process where fatty deposits called plaque build up in your arteries and cause problems. That plaque builds up and thickens the walls of your blood vessels and reduces the space for blood to pass through. That reduced space costs you valuable nutrients. So the amount of oxygen and nutrients to your body continues to decrease as more and more plaque builds up. You'll also find that you increase your blood pressure when that happens, just like you would if you squeezed a garden hose. When we talk about the most common um, instances of that plaque building up, the first and, and probably the most known um, of these is coronary heart disease, which is where plaque builds up in the arteries in or leading to the heart and that can cause a heart attack. Angina is chest pain from reduced blood flow to the heart muscle, where the heart itself is not able to get the nutrients it needs. 
And remember, it's a muscle, just like every other muscle in your body. Carotid artery disease is where plaque builds up in the arteries leading to the brain, typically in your neck, and this can cause things like a stroke. And then we have peripheral artery disease where plaque builds up in the arteries of your extremities, like your arms and your legs. Plaque itself can also break off and be carried to another location in your body to continue to cause problems. If a plaque uh, cells rupture, they can get carried to nearly any place in your body as that bloodstream continues to push it around. If the blood being restricted supplies the heart or the brain, a heart attack or a stroke can occur. So let's turn and look at cardio. Most people know what cardio is, but they may not truly understand why it's helpful. So at a base level, cardio or cardiovascular exercise is any exercise that elevates your heart rate to at least 50% of its maximum level. And we measure that heart rate and the exertion you are having to um, undergo by target heart rate zones. And you may have seen uh, someone show you what zones you need to be in or if you've ever used the treadmill where you can put your hands on the, the handles and actually get your pulse. It may even tell you what zone you're in. Our main zones for cardio are zones one, two, and three. The first zone is at 50 to 60% of our heart rate maximum, and that's generally where we're gonna be when we are warming up or cooling down. Our second zone, which is at 60 to 70% of that maximum heart rate, is called our temperate zone. And this is more or less known as our fat burning zone where about 85% of calories are burned from fat. Our third zone, which is 70 to 80% of that heart rate max, is really gonna be where our heart, our muscle strength, and our ability to take in and deliver more oxygen to the body improves. Zones four and five are in our anaerobic category, which is really about short bursts of energy. We're not gonna talk so much about them today, but just know that as you exert more and more energy, your body is having to keep up with that by pumping your heart faster. When you exercise, your body has to create more energy and it has to do that through cellular respiration. Aerobic respiration is where your body uses oxygen you breathe to facilitate ATP synthesis or the creation of energy. That ATP is really the building blocks of our energy. And so you can think of oxygen as the ingredient. You expend more energy as you exercise. And so as that continues to increase, your body has to deliver more and more oxygen. The amount of blood that you're actually able to push out can vary, but at a total level, it's called your cardiac output. That cardiac output is determined by two things, the stroke volume or the amount of blood in, um, in milliliters can actually push out, as well as how quickly it can go out, which is your heartbeat or your heart rate. Exercise requires a greater volume of blood to pump through your system also at a faster rate. So as you are continuing to exert energy and need more oxygen, your body is pumping quicker and trying to pump more volume of blood. What actually happens here is as you begin to do this, the myocardial fibers in your heart begin to stretch. Now there is a, a, 
a level at which you sort of level off at. But generally, you can experience a significant increase in the amount of stroke volume that you can put out as you exercise. And that can be something that happens very quickly. Uh, almost immediately, your body is improving its ability to um, actually push out blood. There have been a number of studies where um, individuals are asked to run until they get tired, and then they walk for just a minute or two, and they run again. And they can actually run farther the second time than they did the first. And that has a lot to do with the increased stroke volume from that stretching of the myocardial fibers. You're also able to create a more forceful contraction or a stronger heartbeat because your body is sending more and more blood out to your, uh, the rest of your body and you're actually improving your muscle, your heart muscle's ability to deliver that oxygen to your body. So not only is exercise increasing the amount of blood that you can push through your body, but it's also making your heart stronger. How does this mitigate those risk factors we talked about earlier? Well, it really comes down to that increased maximum cardiac output. You're able to improve the amount of stroke volume that you push out, especially as you do more frequent cardio. Um, you'll find that, that that stretching and the, the ability to uh, improve the stroke volume increases over time. The more that you do it, the more that you're able to push out. And then you're also able to reduce your heart rate at rest and during submaximal exercise. Your heart is getting used to having to pump more efficiently. And so once you come down from exercise, your heart kind of stays there. You're able to push out blood at a lower rate than you were before. And that just creates a more efficient heart that is more resilient and you're lowering your blood, blood pressure and your cholesterol, you're reducing your risk for heart disease, you are really creating a heart that can handle so much more just by having it work a little bit harder and helping it to become more efficient or more resilient. So again, I get asked, what are the best types of cardio for my heart? Well, it's recommended that adults get about 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. We want to increase the amount of activity we're doing on a consistent basis so that those myocardial fibers are continually being stretched so that our heart is being forced to pump more efficiently. And the more that we do it, the more that it sticks. The great thing about cardio is, as we defined it earlier, it's just any movement that gets your heart up to 50% of its max or more. That means that you can do the things that you like to do. Some of the things that I love to recommend are walking, incline walking, especially as you're uh, on a treadmill incline walking, you can see significant increases in your cardiac um, requirements, even though you're not going at a fast pace. Running, biking, and swimming are all um, very popular forms of cardio. Kettlebell training is something that can actually improve your muscle strength and endurance as well as your um, cardiovascular strength. Uh, and then things like boxing, martial arts, and dancing are ways that we're using our body continuously, um, but we're elevating our heart rate. And there are hundreds more activities that you can do that will increase that heart rate. But the really, the key thing to, to pay attention to is where you are in terms of that heart rate zone. So as I mentioned before, your heart rate max determines 
what that heart rate zone looks like for you. So to get your heart rate maximum, we recommend you subtract your age from 220. And that will give you your overall heart rate maximum. Now there is a caveat to this. There are some disputes of this method because it does not take into account things like gender or um, some body specific factors. But by and large, this will give you a great starting number. Once you have your maximum heart rate, you can complete your five heart rate zones by multiplying that maximum by the percentage of the zones. So if I needed to get my zone one, I'd multiply by 50% to get my low end and 60% to get my high end. That would be all of the beats uh, per minute that I would have in zone one and so on. Remember, we wanna to stick to zone two and three as much as we can because this is where our body starts to adapt and we start to create longer term changes in our heart strength and ability to push out blood. Overall, cardiovascular exercise can significantly improve your health when it comes to your heart, as well as your overall well-being. Your body will function more efficiently and you'll find it, it easier to get out and exercise every single time that, that you do. You're building endurance and you're improving your ability to live your life. Exercise should be looked at as something that improves your overall well-being, not just your ability to perform the exercise. We exercise so that we can live our lives to the fullest, not so that we can exercise to the fullest. I hope this has been helpful, and um, we recommend you check out some other resources on the portal related to heart health and cardiovascular, cardiovascular exercise. Um, and check out some of the videos uh, and resources we have that you can find different exercises to. It's great to try something new because your body's going to have to adapt to figure it out. It should be noted that the more you do something at the same intensity, the better your body will get at it. So continue to improve, continue to challenge yourself, and remember to have fun. The more fun you have while you do cardio, the less it's going to be a burden, and the more it's going to be something that you do consistently. Thanks again for listening to the Propel Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.